to the Modern Mamas podcast. We're here to provide a safe space for open dialogue, insights, and anecdotes about empowered pregnancy, labor, delivery, parenthood, and everything in between with zero judgment and open hearts and minds. I'm Jess, a level one CrossFit trainer, a birth fit coach, and a licensed and certified athletic trainer. I have my master's degree in kinesiology, and I am currently studying to be a certified nutrition consultant. I'm the blogger behind Hold the Space Wellness, as well as mom to two small kiddos. And I'm Laura, a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, BirthFit Santa Cruz Regional Director, and mama to Evie Wilder. I'm also the woman behind Radical Roots, where you'll find recipes, fitness insights, travel tips, consulting, and more. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We are so happy you're here. Hey guys, welcome to the Modern Mamas podcast. Um, Laura and I are so happy to be here today. We get to see each other's face and we are Yay. yeah, live and kicking it with some cold brew, both of us. We're pumped Cheers. and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun because we've had a lot of interviews lately that we've yeah. kind of um, done back to back. So it's fun just to get to see your face and chat with you. Not like we don't chat every single day. All day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know this is this is just us <laughs> it's a whole new element when we're being recorded I know and it's fun <laughs> it's fun to talk about the topics that we have so today is a really really fun episode and I'm I'm hoping that we can like interject these in like every you know 10 15 episodes because I feel like it's just a good way for you guys to actually get to know us I know we talk about a lot of like Important topics here, but we're actually, I mean, we're real people. We're fun. We're cool. We're hip. I think so, too. <laughs> we're, we're not like regular moms. We're like cool moms. We're cool moms. I say thank you when I get carded now. <laughs> I know. Like, you're my favorite person in the world right now. Um, this is the last week of my 20s. Uh, what is your birthday? Um, you keep asking me and I, I keep know. forgetting to answer. I, uh, October 8th, so October 8th. Sunday. Okay, cool. I yeah. got to like ingrain that in my brain right now. Um, (laughs) Honestly, I'm going to be 34 this year. It is crazy. I don't feel like I'm 34. And Tim and I were just talking about it. And it was like, because people ask you, like, when you turn 30, you know, do you feel different? Like, I don't feel any different. I honestly feel like I'm still like 22. So do I. So I don't know. I I feel like it really is like a total mindset thing. Yeah. My baby sister is 24 and that is going to be 24 this week too. And her birthday is the day before mine, and it just, like, blows me away that my little baby sister, who's six years younger than me, is, like, basically in her mid-20s. It's such a trip. Wait, so are you turning 29 or are you turning 30? I'm turning 30. 30, okay. And she's still be 24. My brother is, so 7th, 8th, and 11th of October, and he'll be, um, we're all three years apart, so he'll be, what does that make him? 27. That's so crazy. Crazy, Yeah. We're all, We're my, old. yeah, my sisters and I are all seven years apart. I don't know if I ever told you that, but, um, so That's a I'm big the gap. Old, yeah, it's a huge gap. I'm seven or I'm seven. No, I'm not seven. <laughs> um, I'm 34. My sister is going to be, I'm the worst at math. I can't do this. Anyway, she's seven years younger than me. My middle sister, <laughs> whatever seven plus than that is. <laughs> yeah. And then my youngest sister is 14 years younger than me, which is crazy. Whoa. Yeah. So you're 34, so 20 and 27 and 34. Yes. See what I did there? Yes. That was math. That's, you <laughs> are so smart. Someone's <laughs> going to write in and be like, actually, that was wrong. <laughs> hey, we're good at a lot of things, okay? We never said math was one of them. Oh, I was an English major. I always <laughs> say I had one algebra class in college, and that's it. Oh, God, I hate math. My, it's so, so funny because... Bear is like really good at math and he's four. Like he can count and add already. And his teacher, like we have parent teacher conferences and stuff. And she's like, do you guys work with him on his numbers and like, um, addition and subtraction? I'm like, no, not even a little bit. Not (laughs) even like that is all him. So I'm, I'm happy for him. I will never be able to help him with his homework though. So that'll be That'll be I'm going to learn a lot when Evie goes to school, I bet. <laughs> I know. Well, they do things differently now, too. Like, you know, how we add and subtract with, like, you know, nor- what I consider, like, normal. Um, apparently, they yeah. don't do stuff like that anymore. Like, they changed it completely. So, I don't even know if I could help with, like, tradition. Yeah, the basics yeah. anymore. And forget fractions because 
It's no. a whole other game. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass that off to Rusty. There you go. That's what, <laughs> at least, at least you guys are like, even, is Rusty like a math guy? Nah, probably more than me. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I, yeah, he's, but I think he's better at it than I am. And I'll do all the reading and writing. I love that stuff. Yeah. yeah me too. Um, cool. We're kind of doing like an abbreviated check-in already, but do you have anything cool going on? Well, we just went camping, mm-hmm. um, and that was amazing. And I've had a lot of people message me and be like, how did you do it with a baby? And so, um, I'm in the works of writing a blog post on how we did it. And by no means are we perfect. And by no means is camping with a baby ever going to be easy, <laughs> but it was still like so fun. So we, it's my, you know, I said my birthday's coming up and every year for my birthday, we go camping, um, well for the past two or three years. So that's going to be a new tradition. We went to big basin, which is great. It's only 40 minutes away. And, um, we, this is our first time camping with the baby and the dogs and we have a two person backpacking tent. So <laughs> it's tight. It's tight extra long. <laughs> yeah. And so we did it and it was great. The only, the hardest part for me about camping is nursing in the tent at night. Mm -hmm. That's like, Mm -hmm. for me, that's the struggle. Um, because our tent is like rounded, so there's no walls. It's really hard to sit upright. Um, and so that's something, and I can do sideline, but when she like first wakes up and she's a little bit like, you know, first off she's in a tent. So she woke up and it was messy than usual because she was like, where the hell am I? Right. So like she wants to get on there right away and to try and like set her up sideline, um, when she's fussing, it doesn't work. So do you, um, Sorry to interject. Do you use yeah. um, a shield at night? Do you still yeah. have to like get all set up? Oh man. That I've gotten pretty stands. good at it. So okay. it's just like, and we're getting much better with the right side, the right side. She can nurse, um, for a long stretches without it, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But when she's fussy and extra hungry, she gets pissed if it's not on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we're weaning off of it, like when we do like stretches, she's got to be pretty happy and you know, it's cause it's new for her. Yeah. Um, but it, I've gotten pretty good at it. I like, I have it nearby, usually like on or wrapped in a burp cloth, pull it mm-hmm. out, stress, slap it on, put her face on there. Nice. So it's not so bad. Um, but yeah, the, and our tent has like little pockets. Yeah. Like, so I could just, I had it right by me so I could grab it and put it on. Um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. And she's like a trooper when we're just hanging out, she's getting better at just like hanging and watching us and textures are like the coolest thing in the world to her right now. Mm-hmm. So we lay her on her belly and she like, if we have different things in front of her, she just like sits there and touches them all. That's amazing. Um, and it's really fun to watch, like to watch her, like getting to know her world is pretty cool. And then we went for a really solid hike and just seeing her like looking at the trees and stuff. And we went inside cause there's giant redwoods and some of them are stumps and they're like the insides are out. So you can walk inside the tree and she just like taking it all in. It like almost brought me to tears cause, cause I just, I love seeing her see that and like, you know, taking in everything that we love. So it was pretty magical. Awesome. Um, and yeah, it was well-timed with like everything that's going on to get away, um, for a little bit, just cherish and appreciate my family. And, um, we're going to do an episode soon about gratitude and it was a good place for me to, um, be able to practice that because there was no internet at all. Um, so I, I used my phone for some photos, but that was it. And that was pretty awesome. And then my, both of our phones died. <laughs> so That's we awesome. had no photos the whole second day. Um, it's no good phones though. It's good. Yeah, it's awesome. Like even like, the photo thing, it's like, sometimes you can get caught so caught up in like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta snap a photo that it's like the moment I mean, this is me personally, like the moment can just totally pass you by. It's like, yeah, I'm working on that. Like trying. And if I do, I just like take one real quick and we'll see, I'll look at it later. And like for Instagram stories, that's one thing that I found really helpful is that I like posting stories and people really seem to enjoy it. And, but what I've been doing is like snap a bunch of photos. And then once there's like downtime, go back Mm and, and upload them or post them the story so that I'm not pausing our life to post stuff all the time. Totally. Um, So that's fun. Yeah. So that's, that's the latest. Uh, I go back to work on in a week, less than a week, like, uh, five days. So it's like birthday boom. And then back to work, but (laughs) I'm very fortunate to work from home and I'm feeling really good about it. Rusty's home a lot and I like what I do. So, um, yeah, it'll be a transition, but I'm, I'm, you know, it's cool. Life is good. So (laughs) life is one big transition after another, after another transition forever. (laughs) <laughs> yes. That's Pivots. about right. Yep. Yep. For sure. If you're going to rock it. I, I know you are. You're, you're, 
I mean, it's going to be an adjustment like anything, but you're going to do well with it. I'm sure. Um, well, awesome. Yeah, what's new with you? Um, nothing like monumental. I finally have started like back working out. We talked about this yesterday, uh, but I took my first yoga class. So that was the one thing I actually joined a gym because I wanted to try and do yoga. Um, I am not a like patience person. <laughs> I love CrossFit because I like to be like sweaty and feel dead at the end of workouts. I'm, I'm trying to like find balance with, with that. So I did my first, um, so I was trying to explain to you guys, I think yesterday what it was, it's called yoke. The class was called yoke. So it's a combination of Bikram and power yoga. That's what I did yesterday, but it was like, it was hot, but not like super hot. I guess real hot yoga is like over a hundred degrees in there. Oh yeah. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. So this was 95 degrees and I was literally dying. I was sweating so much. I was like, I could not even like be on the mat cause I was like slipping all over the place. Um, but we were talking about this also yesterday. Like a lot of women don't really have like trouble with the flexibility part of yoga. Cause I feel like we're, <clears throat> some of us are hypermobile and that's, can be an issue into itself. So like I was able to like actually get into a lot of the positions, but as far as like the stability aspect, that's where it was like really challenging. Cause I haven't really worked on that very much besides like <clears throat> the birth fit functional progressions and stuff, which actually I could tell like they were difficult, but I could feel like my core engaging cool. appropriately. Yeah. It was really cool. Cause you're probably more connected to your, your core than ever before. Mm-hmm. Now that you have a better understanding of like, what's firing and when it's firing and how it's firing and stuff. Absolutely. So that's super cool. Yeah, that's fun. Although I was like suffering from a dehydration headache all day yesterday. Oh my God, it was the worst. And you hate coconut water. So that's coconut water. I mean, have you tried all the different brands? Because there's some that are nasty. I have like harmless harvest. Okay. I've heard that one's good. It's so good. That's like the only one I'll drink. Okay. I'm going to try that one then because I really like, it is so good for you. And it, we've talked Mm -hmm. about this on the podcast before how it like mimics perfectly like your body's electrolyte. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can do whey, like if people listening, if you guys can do like a high quality whey protein, vanilla whey protein or chocolate, um, mixed, like shaken up with the, with coconut water mm-hmm. actually tastes really incredible. Yeah. Well, there's a brand that has chocolate coconut water, um, which actually I can tolerate. Um, forget the brand. I don't like that brand very much. You don't like it? I know what you're talking about. Is, does it come in a can or does it come no, in a, this is in like a little cardboard. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. But it's so funny how the flavor differs so much from brand to brand. Yeah, it does. I like likes best. There's a green can and it has, you can buy it and it with little chunks in it, like little chunks of mm-hmm. coconut. That's his favorite with protein powder. And I like the harmless harvest the best. Okay. Cool. I'm going to try that. I have some, some way I'm going to try it. Um, other than that, Camille is going through a rough spot. <laughs> I, I am going through a rough spot because Camille is going through a rough spot. She's how old is she now? Okay. Her birthday's in July, August, September. So she'll be, um, 15 months this month. And we're in like at the tail end of a wonder week, quote unquote, which is so misleading. It's like literally been four weeks since she's been in this leap, but, um, she had hand, foot and mouth and she's getting over that. But now she's just kind of like unhappy unless you're, holding her. Um, maybe is, the leap is actually just starting and the fussiness before was from being sick <laughs> and you just happen to get them back to back. I'm not going to survive it. <laughs> oh my God. Well, maybe it's just this one week and then she'll be done. Um, God, it's hard. So it's funny too, because every time I drop her off at daycare or pick her up, she's like, Oh, she had a great day. She was happy. Oh. And then, um, and like the second we get home, she's like, Rah! like just losing it. Um, we talked about how like that could just be her having her safe space though. Like she feels yeah. comfortable to release in her, you which, know, her big feelings. Which I like, appreciate. In with Liz. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it, but it doesn't make it any no. easier because it's, it's just really hard. It's like I, with bear, he was kind of like that just pretty much nonstop. So we kind of got accustomed to it and her just being up to this point being very like, easy. I hate saying easy, but you know what I mean? Like just yeah. a, less of a, less vocal, I guess. And now she's just, this is how she's expressing herself right now. And it's one of those things. It's like, she doesn't want to eat. She doesn't want to nurse. She doesn't want to be held. She doesn't want 
anything except to just like sit there and cry, which I'm trying to like, I need to talk to Liz about this. It's like, okay, what do I do? Like, do I just hold her while she freaks out for like an hour? So we're working through that. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I it feel for tough. you because we had just like a week where Evie was more vocal than usual. Mm-hmm. And even still, like you just, like you were saying, it's just, she found her voice and <laughs> she goes from like smile, smile, smile to all of a sudden like, I'm not as happy anymore. I'm going to yell at you. Like, okay. Figure this out, woman. Give me one. We, we don't get to see my parents very much. And they came over the hill from the Bay Area to Santa Cruz yesterday for dinner. And like they were running so late. And so usually we had planned to meet at 430 and she's happy around that time. But then like as it starts getting closer to bedtime, she doesn't really want to be hassled. She just wants to snuggle, eat, and then go to bed. And um, we didn't end up like sitting down to eat until six or so and then they wanted to hold her and stuff and she was not having it <laughs> I was like you guys I told you like you, you need to we need to you need to work around our schedule right now yeah and but, that's uh, as selfish as that may sound to like some people it's like uh, and even like even your parents yeah. or like older people that have had kids before you feel like they should like really get it but it's like so far they're so far removed from that age that they just don't remember like totally. how, how much it's like, we've got this window here and you know, maybe there are some baby, there are some babies out there that just go with the flow. They'll stay up till 10. Everything's good. She I'm, used to, but yeah. now that we, once you start a routine, I feel like then they want to keep that, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to keep it because yeah. Rusty and I get now get an hour or two in the evenings together. Yeah. So like, I want to try and hold on to that. So yeah. yes, it's kind of selfish, but also for her too. Yeah. Absolutely. We found what works best though. is like, she's still getting to know my parents. She doesn't really remember mm-hmm. them when it's been like a month between visits. So we seem, what seems to work better is if I sit down next to my mom and I'm holding Evie and we just are all interacting and she's yeah. kind of like, okay, I'm comfortable. And then we can hand off, but like to show up and hand her yeah. over. She does not like that yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. And especially she's getting to the age where I think I was reading about it in the wonder weeks. Um, it's already passed, but it was like, it's a point It's not a wonder week, but it's like around 20 ish weeks, I think where yeah. they start to realize that like you, are separate from them. And yeah. like, you know, if they get passed out to somebody else, it's like, like they realize, oh, yeah. yeah, like they realize. So like, that's definitely a, um, a period of time that you pr- probably are coming up on. Yeah. I think it's starting a little bit now. Yeah. She's 15 weeks, but, um, I can see it in her face. Like, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> How are you over there? And yeah. I'm over here. <laughs> How is this happening? <laughs> it's pretty sweet to like pay attention to all the little changes that go on week to week. It's pretty cool. Yeah. She's awesome. But yeah. So cool. should we get into the, the topic at hand? Let's do it. You so wanna... we, yeah, yeah, we put out a call for questions on Instagram and we got some really good ones. So we're going to try and get through all of them. Um, but we're going to try and keep this episode to about an hour Um, and we're going to kind of just go through them pretty quick. So without, we haven't like really read them into them very deeply ahead of time. So we're just going to read them and then answer whatever comes to mind. So you guys get the (laughs) the real, real here. Um, and we're grateful for the questions. It's really fun for us to have, have you guys interact. And, and like Jess said, we'll do this pretty frequently because, um, it's fun and we we want you guys to get to know us better. And then, um, we want to get to know you guys better too. Quick jump in here with the, we have the Facebook tribe, the modern mama's tribe, and it's been fun to get to know some of our listeners in that, in that group. So we'll link to it in the show notes, but, um, that's a great way for you guys to interact too with each other and with us. Um, so check that out, but now let's go ahead and jump into some questions. Shall we Let's do it? You want to, you want to pick the first one? Sure. I will jump right in. Okay. Oh, this one's funny. Um, so Nick Franklin 10 asked, um, about the moment that we realized we were becoming our mothers. <laughs> she said, this may not have happened for you, for you, Laura yet, but she said hers was when she told her toddler toddler, she was going to send him to the work farm if he didn't obey, which is what <laughs> my mom said to me as a kid. And her mom threatened her with it since I guess they had quote unquote work farms back in the day. <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> I, so I'll let you go first on that one. Have you had any moments yet? I know you haven't actually had to do like parenting in the way of like how you're communicating. I mean, you know what I mean? Like having to communicate rules and like boundaries and things like that with Evie. But like, is there anything that snuck up on you where you were just like, 
My mom and I are very, very different in very many ways. (laughs) But the one thing, the commonality we have is like, emotions on the sleeve and never have I been more emotional than now that I'm a mom. And so like ridiculous things making me cry. I think I used to like give her a hard time when like a commercial would come on and I'd look over and she'd be crying, but now that's me. (laughs) So I like cry at the drop of a hat now. Um, and I just feel like my heart is walking, not walking, laying around (laughs) outside of my body. Um, and so just, I'm, uh, she's a very emotional person and that's definitely something that's, become my reality. Yeah, totally. How about you? Um, I don't think there's been a moment where I've said something, um, or done something that was like my mom. So my mom and I are, how do I put this delicately? (laughs) (laughs) Um, my mom was a great mom. Uh, but she, had the tendency to be like very stressed and very like anxious openly. Like, and so the way she parented kind of like kind of, and still does is like very kind of like anxious. And so I have worked really, really hard to control that impulse in me because in that regard, we are very similar. Like I, I get, I have a tendency to go to like stressed out fairly quickly. So I would say my tendency to do that is, is where I realized that I am like her. Um, but I also know that like me being aware of it has made me really have work on that in particular. And so i actively work on trying to control that aspect of my personality that I got from her. And it's like, it's hard because it's like, you don't want to say, like, I don't want to do what my parents did. Um, but it's, it's an opportunity for you to learn, to take what's good from what your parents gave you. And then to also take what maybe eh, didn't work out so well and, and try and change that. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah. There's a number of things that I, you know, I think, and I hope that Evie does the same. So when I say this, it's at a place of love. Like I learned how I don't want a parent. Mm-hmm. as much as how I do want a parent from my parents, you know? And, yeah. and I think that's the way that it's supposed to go. So absolutely. Yeah. I haven't, there hasn't been one thing that's come out of my mouth though, that I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I'm becoming that my mom. Awesome. Yeah. No, it hasn't been like that. Um, and honestly, yeah, like my mom, um, really, we didn't have a lot of rules and not because we like, she just let us do whatever we want to. Like, I think we were all fairly like just natural rule following, following kids. And so she also didn't make us like do chores and cause she was a stay at home mom. And, and I'm not saying like she enjoyed doing that, but I think she kind of did like enjoy like doing the dishes and washing her clothes and like keeping a keeping house and stuff. And, um, so we never had to do chores and something that I we're actively doing. And it's not that like that damaged me in any way. Like I can keep house. Like I do chores now. Like it's not a big of a deal. Like, but bear actively seeks out chores because he's now understood the concept of like even a quarter. Like he's like, mama, what can I do? Can I do some chores? Can I get a quarter? And so, um, that's something that we're doing differently is having him have a little bit more responsibility around the house because like we would make a mess at home and not think a big deal of like think anything of it because we knew our mom was just going to come clean it up. So now it's like, okay, bear makes a giant mess and we have to have that talk about, you know, okay, you made the mess. Now you're going to have to help clean it up. So that's, this is kind of off on the tangent, but you know what I mean? Like just ways in in which we're trying to be actively be a little bit different. That's good. That's how it's (laughs) supposed to be. (laughs) Um, You got it. I'm going to ask one now. This is from EC Tostin, I believe. Um, She says, hey, Laura, I've been loving the Modern Mamas podcast since the beginning. My question is, how has your marriage changed since having children? And what are some ways you are intentional in strengthening the marriage part of parenthood? Thanks. This is a good one. Totally. Um, Should I go first? Sure. Um, So we're fresh into this, obviously. And I think... um, One of the ways that it's changed is obviously now a lot of our conversations and energy and focus goes into the baby, um, where it used to be maybe more like talking about 
ourselves or each other. Um, so the conversation has changed, but I feel like there was a slow progression to that from the time I got pregnant. You know, once I was pregnant, it was a lot of talking about like the future and this kid growing inside me and what life would be like. We put a lot of intention into preparing to be parents, um, potentially more so than like pregnancy and labor and delivery. That was one thing we talked a ton about is like, how do we want to parent? We have a lot of really incredible friends who are already parents and we spend a lot of time with them and their kids. So nothing about becoming parents was very jarring to us in terms of like the changes that have happened. Um, and cha- we have less sex, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so that's something that we're like, you know, trying to be intentional about getting into some sort of good rhythm because that's important in the, in a, in a relationship. Um, so I'd say those are the main things, but in terms of like our social life hasn't really changed because we, uh, like to be home. We're kind of like, you know, we like to be home before it's too late anyways. Um, and like I said, a lot of our friends have kids. So that's a big one. I think it's just the biggest thing that we can do to be intentional about our relationship is to ensure that we are checking in with each other and that we are like trying to tune into how each other are feeling without just worrying about always worrying about the baby. Um, so like, what one thing that we both do a lot is if it, we're both like in the same room and just kind of being quiet, I'll, one of us will say like, what are you thinking about right now? <laughs> so we can kind of just like check in with each other like that. Like what's on your mind, what's going through your head, that kind of thing. Um, and it's usually nothing like epic. It's like, Oh, I was thinking about what I'm going to have for lunch, you know, but it's still, <laughs> it's just a nice way to check in with each other and be intentional and know let the other one know that we're thinking about each other in that moment. Um, and then let's see what else, just trying to get out of the house and, you know, travel a little bit and, you know, I don't know, do things. We had our anniversary recently and just little things like that. And now that Evie's going to bed and actually has a bedtime, we have an hour or two before we go to bed. So we've been trying to like put phones down, um, during that time. And we, you know, just talk to each other or even just watch a show, but watch it together so we can like still interact a little bit. Um, so those are the big ones right now. We've got a lot of learning still to do. She's only 15 weeks. We've only been parents for 15 weeks. We've been blessed with a pretty, like, I don't know a better word than easy baby. Um, and so we haven't had any, like, you know, any like super, super, super low places where we've had to, with like consistent screaming or where we've gotten to like our wits end that hasn't happened at this point. And I'm not saying it won't, but we haven't been pushed to our wits end at this point. So, um, yeah. in the early weeks too, for me, like a big thing to like tune into him was that he still had to get up and, and go coach early in the morning. So I made a point of if she was having like a fussy evening and like having a hard time going down and making a lot of noise, I would just come out to the living room and nurse her versus like staying in the bedroom and keeping us both up because there was not really any reason for him to stay up too when he had to get up early and I didn't. So that's another thing is like not feeling like, Oh, I I'm not sleeping. So he shouldn't be either. Um, I never really felt that way. I felt like, Hey, if, if I'm not sleeping, then he should, because then at least one of us will be rested. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's kind of it for now. And now just being intentional about intimacy too. It's pretty easy to get kind of like touched out when you have a newborn who's nursing all the time and just wants to be held all the time. Um, so just being in tune with that and like, Hey, it's when he touches me, even just puts his hand on me, like trying like just being cognizant of why he's doing that and what that means and, and appreciating that, um, as a love language versus like, I'm done being touched, you know? So little things like that, I think have really helped a lot. How about you? Oh man, I don't even know (laughs) where to start. So, um, we actually got a question about how we met our respective husbands and all of that good stuff. So we'll get into that too. But, um, Tim and I, we only had about a year where we were, um, like married and like without, without pregnancy and without kiddos and stuff. Well, I'd say it's like a year and a half, two years. Um, I would say kind of echoing the biggest thing that's changed is just, it's less about how less about us and more about them. Um, whereas before a lot of our free time was spent, doing everything that we wanted to do and like to do together, whether that was working out or going to brunch or going to the movies or sitting at a coffee shop and just like talking for as long as we wanted to. I feel like, um, 
that has definitely changed, obviously. Um, but as far as going into it, for us, it's, it's really hard because I have, and I think Rusty is very similar, just a partner that's like very understanding and in tune and um, we communicate well. Um, and, you know, we also are both very like open books, I feel like. So like if he is like, I can tell if like something's wrong and we'll just, I'll just be like, Hey, like, what's the deal? And he'll do the same for me. Like, is there something going on? Like, do we need to talk about that? So that's huge. Not letting it fester. Yeah. Not letting it fester. Like you just really can't do that. Um, because it's just so much more damaging in the long term to kind of hold it all in and then explode. Um, and it's like, some people are not necessarily oblivious, but like less in tune with their partner to where that is like real. Like they just, they'll say, I had no idea. Like I had no idea you were feeling this way for me. Um, it's not like that. I'm fairly, fairly open. So as far as two kids, um, and marriage, it's definitely a game changer. (laughs) And I bet people with three kids would say it's even more so a game changer. But right now, before it was like with one kiddo, one person could kind of like, if we needed alone time or if, if, you know, it's just easier. I mean, logistically it's easier to kind of manage time and expectations with one kid and two people versus, two kids and two people. Um, and so now a lot of it, so number one, bedtime is sacred in our house. Um, because not necessarily just because the kids need it, but because we need it. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why I really like sleep is so important to me and like developing like kind of that rhythm to the day and having Camille down and bear down at a reasonable time. It's great because they get great sleep, but it's also good because we know no matter how hard the day is, no matter how stressful bedtime and bath time and like kid, like trying to get kids to eat and all that good stuff at like eight o'clock, we can breathe. <laughs> so that's been huge. Um, and honestly, as we get, we know this is a season because we've been through it with bear. Like it's a hard season. Um, now Camille's kind of getting a little bit more, not needy. That's a terrible word, but she is needing more guidance, more, not necessarily discipline, but structure. We're trying to teach her boundaries. Like this is going to be the next like two to three years is going to be some really like hard parenting times. Um, and so for us, I think focus, taking care of ourselves as individuals has been huge because I haven't been working out. Tim hasn't been working out. And when we aren't able to do something for ourselves alone, like not as a parent, not as a a spouse, not as an employee somewhere, um, it really shows up in our marriage. Like we start to get a little snippy. We start to get like, like resentful and, um, and we love each other dearly. I mean, we're like soulmates. I believe that. But, um, so for us, taking time for ourselves has been huge. Um, and so Tim's much happier when he gets to, to work out, and I'm much happier when I have now started to do that too. Um, but not even just working out. Like in the evenings, we spend time together. Sometimes it's side-by-side time where I'm working on the podcast or the blog, and he's working on you know his stuff that he does um, on the side. Um, but it's like we're there together, and it's a shared dream, like a shared goal that we have to like grow these businesses. So... I mean, that's been huge. I'm kind of rambling, but a lot of what you said is just, is true. I mean, it's our truth too. It's, you know, connecting when we can, um, as far as sex goes, that's, Mm -hmm. um, also obviously you can't just like when the mood strikes, like go for it, you know? Um, and the mood, it's harder to strike the mood when you have like crying kids and stress and, um, we breastfeeding, breastfeeding, body shifts, hormones. hormones. Yeah. It's like crazy. And so for us recognizing, you know, we've talked about this, Laura, you and I, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Tim, like putting his arm around me, it's, I'm not going to be as receptive to physical intimacy at the end of the day. That's just the honest truth. So we've kind of both recognized that and try to work around like times of the day when I I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Or, morning. Yeah. Like the mornings. 
or, you know, I don't know, you know, just, and even like, I feel like scheduling that sort of thing is such like a taboo idea. People are like, well, you shouldn't have to schedule it. But the truth of the matter is like you schedule things that are important to you else elsewhere. Like you schedule your workout, you schedule, you know, a date with a friend to connect, you schedule whatever. Um, and so why wouldn't setting aside some specific time to like turn your mind off and like really just like focus on your partner I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing, honestly. And if your body isn't like revved for actual sex during that time, you still scheduled out time to just be present with your partner. So you can be intimate in other ways, right? Uh, which, you know, and now it's just like, you have this time that you've scheduled in to be with your spouse or your partner. And if it's not actual sex that ends up being what happens, at least you can like do whatever, have a conversation, <laughs> talk to each other, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think that is, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's, that's my two cents. I love it. Um, you want to hit another one? Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to butcher this name. Liesl Ganch. <laughs> Please don't judge me if I just totally butchered that. Um, she wants to know, she wants us to talk about our favorite things. So big and small entertainment products. She just wants to know currently what we are digging. And then I got one from Emily Elizabeth eight. That's pretty much the same question. So okay. we're going to tackle both with one one cool. response here. Awesome. Um, you, you could take this one first. Okay. Let's see. Favorite things. We're totally doing these just off the cuff. So I have not oh, think thought about this at all. Um, okay. Let me just jump in. Um, coffee. I'm looking at like around at my house. What do I like? Um, <laughs> cold brew chameleon cold brew is my favorite oh, God, thing yes. right now. It's giving me actual life. Um, so that. If you do not, if you've never tried chameleon cold brew, I highly recommend it. And we both, Laura and I both have, I think, recipes for the way that we prefer to make, mix our cold brew. So that's one thing that I'm loving. Um, I got this um, letter board from Hobby Lobby because there's this like, company that makes these really beautiful like handcrafted letter boards, but they're like super expensive. Um, and so I went to Hobby Lobby and found one. They were having a sale for 50% off. And what? yeah. And so that's been really fun. Cause I always see like really cool, like little quotes and stuff, um, that people put up on like social media and, and whatnot. So we're having fun doing that. I had a, I posted one about not being a ride or die. So funny. <laughs> so funny. I got like the most comments on that thing. Cause it's like totally accurate for most women. I feel like, <laughs> like, yeah, you're going to have to tell me, like, where are we going? Let's make a plan. Let's have pit stops. Let's have snacks. Like snacks. <laughs> yeah. so Do we that, actually have to die? Yeah. <laughs> so that's been great. Um, trying to think what we're watching. We just finished Ozarks on Netflix. Ozark, I think. Um, that's Jason Bateman. About that one. Yeah, I've talked about it a little bit before. But Jason Bateman, who I kind of have, like, a low-key low crush on because I like funny funny guys, but he's like serious in this, in this, um, thing. And he produced it. I mean, he's still funny, but you know, it's a serious show kind of like breaking bad, but, um, money laundering instead of drugs. Perfect. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, that's great. I'm loving this is us right now. Um, started back. Is it all up or is it still week by week? It's still week by week. So, cause it just I think started. we're going to wait and binge watch that one. Yeah. It's, it's, um, apparently we're going to find out like they put on a lot more clues about how Jack dies. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah That's not you, a spoiler. They made you feel yeah. like you were going to find out the last episode last yeah. season and then you didn't. And I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> They've already like, they're already giving you like a ton more clues by the first episode. So that's been really good. Um, Loving, I have been telling Laura and our other friend Kim about, um, I just finished Brene Brown's book, Braving the Wilderness on Audible. And it is like so amazing. It's like with everything that's going on right now. Um, and I think the title is a little misleading because we were talking about how we've never really truly struggled with a sense of belonging. Um, and the book kind of like makes you think that that's what it's going to be about. But I think it's really more about how to deal with what's going on, um, in the world right now and on a different level. So it's been amazing. It is literally life-changing for me. Um, so I highly recommend that book. It's on my list. Yeah. I will read it for sure. <laughs> We've already and I know it was this. funny cause you were talking about uh, how you're a rebel and like, you don't really like 
books mm-hmm. like that, which I totally get. I was, I meant to tell you this the other day. I know Diane Sanfilippo from practical from balance bites is like the ultimate rebel and she loves Brene Brown. And so I thought you might take some comfort for that from that. Yeah, so she's, I, do. Uh, I know she's like, and I even, like I told you, I watched a clip of her, um, going through the acronym, which I said daring really, but it's braving yeah. the braving acronym. And I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. Oh, like yeah. every, everything she said, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. So I just need to get the book and read it. Yeah. It's sure. not a lot of time to read right now. So <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I'm lucky for my job. I get to drive around a lot. And so, um, yeah, I, I can just that. like pop it in, like I can listen to podcasts and books and stuff. So that's super fun. And then is there anything else? I'm like, what, what am I loving? I don't even, my brain is so fried products. Um, no beauty counter. I mean, that's my, my go-to like product, personal products, but there's nothing just, I've recently tried. That's like totally revolutionary. Uh, what about you? Maybe you'll say some stuff and then I'll jar my memory. Um, well, also chameleon every single morning. So when I was pregnant and like immediate postpartum, I would make my own cold brew and do decaf. Cause we have this thing called the brewer, um, which allows you to make your own cold brew. And I, I wanted to avoid caffeine early so that I could sleep when she slept. But now I'm on the, the chameleon kick and I just, I'm obsessed. So my most favorite thing now in the morning I do, I posted this on Instagram, but I do chameleon. Well, at first I blend milk, uh, the cashew milk, and now I've added in raw milk that we can get locally. So do a little combo of that. The raw milk's a game changer. And then Thrive Market, this is super exciting. They now have a collagen peptide and it's so much more affordable than other compa- comparable brands. It's all grass fed, hundred percent non GMO, all that. And it tastes exactly, well, there's no taste. It yeah. works exactly the same. So I've been using that. And then the paleo Valley, um, way, which I absolutely love. And so I blend all those with a couple of dates. Um, and then I pour it over cold brew on ice and mix it up. And it's like, I like, I'm so excited to get out of bed in the morning to go have this drink. (laughs) So that's like, that's big for me. And then it lasts me like that's almost, it works as my breakfast. I might have like a little bar or something and then, and that, and then I can go to the gym and stuff and that holds me till lunch. So that's cool. Cause it's very balanced. There's protein. Oh, and I do MCT oil in there too. The, the, um, oh my gosh, uh, caveman. So the caveman coffee. So that's fun. And then I'm loving our Asker and Embla. Um, we'll link to this in the show notes, but it's like, a there's a lot of different brands of these. I think a Daca Dot's another one, but Dot, yeah. basically it allows her to, we had it like, we tried it in between us when she was sleeping in bed. It didn't really work because our bed's not big enough. But now that she's in a bassinet next to bed, we sleep her in there. And so when we travel by car, we bring it. And so she knows the comfort of her Asker and Embla, like the smell, everything like that. And so, um, and so it works out really well. We're like, when we went to Napa, we brought that with us and she slept just as well as she does at home because it's familiar. So that's something that I highly recommend and that I love. Um, the company's very cool. It's like made from wool and organic fabrics and all that. And so we'll link to it, but I love that. Um, what else? Oh, something I wish I just gotten from the beginning because I kind of over, overproduce milk. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was now it's sort of, sort of regulating, but I bought this thing called an, I think it's no cure. It's N O K I R E. Okay. Um, and it's a manual breast pump. So I don't have to like get hooked up to anything in the middle of the night when she's sleeping a long stretch and I wake up and I'm like leaking everywhere. I can come out to the kitchen and just grab it real quick and just use my hand. It's a manual, just pump, pump, pump. And I can get six ounces um, of milk in like a few minutes with wow. that thing. It's like, it's a powerful suck and I don't need to get plugged into anything. And it's actually really helped. I was getting a lot of clogged ducts and it's totally helped with that. I haven't gotten a single one or even any like tenderness since I started using it. Um, so I love it. And now I'm building up a stash where like I used to hand express in the bathroom or whatever. Now none of the milk goes to waste. So That's amazing. I absolutely love it. Like I'm totally sold. It's on sale right now on Amazon. So we'll definitely link to it so that if you guys are interested, um, those are the main things I think, um, every year, Rusty and I start, um, friends, the entire series from the beginning, right after our anniversary. So like late September, early October, because there's so many Thanksgiving episodes. So we love watching friends through the holidays. Um, 
so we just started, we're, we're like five episodes in and I just, I love it. It's like, now I know exactly what they're going to say. And, um, <laughs> it's just, especially since I'm going back to work and I know I'm going to have to do work in the evenings, we can have that on and like be hanging out. I can be getting work done and not feel like I'm missing anything. And like, I'll perk up when I know my favorite part's coming. So that's fun for us. Um, yeah, I think those are the main things. And then beauty counter for me too. I love, love, love the new, um, mascara. Have you tried that one? I haven't. I actually just ran out and I need to order some, um, you're talking about the volumizing. volumizing, Yeah. Cause I know the lengthening got a new like formulation too. Apparently I haven't tried the new lengthening, but I did. I bought the volumizing. I'm still on the old lengthening. I have one left. Um, so I, I just exchange them. If I'm going out, I'll do the volumizing just a regular day. I'll do the lengthening, but I love it. So that's awesome. And I also love, love, love the dew tint day stuff. Um, they were out for a little while and I was like babying my, my bottle because I didn't want it to run out. Uh, so those two things are, I think those are my favorites. I, the charcoal bar I use the, and then I use the, um, the cleansing balm as a nighttime moisturizer actually. And it's totally transformed my skin. So those are my favorites. Yeah. That was a fun question. That was a fun question. I know we're running a little short on time, so we might have to do some two parter. Well, we might have to do a two parter or if we can stay succinct, succinct. Yeah. Rapid fire. Yeah. Rapid fire. Maybe we can get through them. Um, this one, this one's a little bit longer. Well, we can, we can make it short and sweet, but Mandy wants to know how did both of you meet your husbands and how long did you date? Yeah, we could do this one quick. Okay. So I'll go first. Mine's okay, you go first. Okay, I got all excited. You okay. Go. <laughs> no, you can go first if you're excited. Um, okay. Go. Why not? <laughs> I love it. Cause it's funny. Cause I kind of like stalked him. Okay. Uh, he worked at the gym and I worked out way too much in college and, uh, that's for another day. <laughs> and, um, I just like, I don't know what it was. I was actually at a point in my life where I didn't want to meet anybody. I was like, I'm, I just got my heart broken all that. And so for whatever reason though, I was so drawn to this guy. He had a buzzed head and like a thick kind of reddish beard. And I was like, I don't know what it is about you, but I need to meet you. And I would see him in the gym. And I remember like one time I kind of was like, hi. And he was like, uh, hi. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess he thought I was stuck up. Cause when I was in the gym, it was like headphones on. Don't talk to me. Like right. no offense to anyone out there, but avoiding the, the frat, the frat guys. Um, cause they'll take any cue as a, a way to come talk to a girl in the gym. So yeah, that was a little judgmental of me, but that's how I felt. <laughs> so then, um, I'd see him like every single day. And then finally I was out with some friends when I did a bar and he was talking to a mutual friend of mine who also worked at the, the rec center. Um, and I was like, sweet. So I walked up to him and I stuck out my hand and I was like, I know who you are and you know who I am. So it's about time we met and we shook hands and then, uh, we like talked for a long time and then we like had a little dance off at the bar and then <laughs> that was the weekend before Thanksgiving and I, we both went home our separate ways. Um, I remember he went to Jack in the box and we were like texting all night and then he, I went home for Thanksgiving and we texted the whole time I was home and I actually came back a day early and he took me out for a drink and we talked, we, <laughs> the restaurant was probably so pissed because we only each ordered one drink and we were there for like four hours just <laughs> talking to the table. And that was it from there on. It was like, it was like instant. I knew I was going to marry him within probably a month. We did like a lot of coffee dates after that hikes and stuff. And that was it. It was like, I, we just both just knew it was pretty cool. Um, we always laugh cause we say our first kiss was 50, 50. Like we both came in equal amounts. <laughs> <laughs> so Aww. yeah. So we're coming up on, um, seven, oh, eight, eight years together this November. So it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, crazy. but yeah. Head over heels for that guy. Every year keeps getting better. It's awesome. Yeah. What about you? Um, we have a little bit different story. Um, so actually I, I moved down to, um, Corpus Christi, Texas, which is, um, the, the beach here in Texas for someone different. Um, I was kind of like, Oh, this is the guy. Like I'm going to leave my job. We're going to make this work. So I moved down to Corpus and that's not part of our story. So I'll save, save all the details of that relationship. <laughs> but I, while I was with this other person, I was, um, working at a physical therapy clinic. And so I worked there for about two years and Tim worked there also. And we both 
um, we were like really good friends and he was like this kind of quiet guy, but everyone loved him. Um, all the patients loved him. All of the people that worked there loved him. And I was like, I love, I mean, I loved him as a person, but I was like constantly trying, I think I've told, told you this or I was constantly trying to set him up with my sister because mm-hmm. at the time I was like her and her now husband. So it all works out in the end. So her and her now husband were like kind of off and on. And I was just like, she lived with me in in Corpus. And I was like, you've got to meet my friend, Tim. He's perfect. He's like the perfect guy. You'll love him. And so, um, they were supposed to go out on a date, but like things never ended up working out. Um, and so thank God, (laughs) thank God (laughs) things didn't work out. (laughs) She's now happily married and obviously so are we, but, um, at one point I, you know, realized that the relationship I was in, like, just wasn't going to work. And so, um, I, we broke up and it kind of was like, just this like natural progression, um, where come to find later, Tim was like, he, he always had a crush on me, but you know, he's, he's like super respectful guy. So like, obviously nothing ever moved forward, but once I was free, we kind of just started hanging out. So, but the cool part about our kind of story is that we were friends for like two years. And then as soon as we started, I guess, technically dating, um, we were dating, engaged and married within six months. And so it was like, it was just like Laura, like you said, it was whirlwind. Yeah. Kind of like a whirlwind. And when we knew, I knew really quickly, we started talking about getting engaged, like obviously like two months into formally dating, um, but it was just like one of those things. It was like, dude, this is the guy, like, this is the guy, like every, how box. old were you when you met? Um, we were, t- well, so when we met, gosh, it's all runs together. Maybe like, 20- or when you started dating, I guess. um, probably like when you got married, we got married in 2011. This is where math comes into the whole equation. <laughs> and I'm like, I had bear when I was 29. We got pregnant when I was 28, married when I was like 26. I was just turned 27. Cause my birthday's in December and we got married in December. So just turned 27. Um, so that makes sense. Like we yeah. didn't get married right away. Cause that was like 23. Yeah. No, yeah. I was 20. I was only 21. Yeah. So it, it's all kind of like maturity wise. Like you got married when you guys were ready and like, yeah. we were just already there. We we're just ready to do this thing. We were living with my parents. Yeah. <laughs> so, <out of> college. <laughs> so yeah, we got, um, it was a whirlwind. It was amazing. Um, and then we got pregnant, you know, about a year after less, a little bit less than a year after we got married and then have been together for, it'll be six years in December. And so that's, that's our story. We tell people that, you know, we got married and engaged and dated within like six months and they kind of look at us like we're crazy, but I feel like we must be doing something right. Cause we're still like kind of annoyingly happy for the most part. Um, I mean, I, we have our problems yeah. like everybody else, but it's like, this is it. Like we're going to, we're, we're doing this for the long haul. So I love yeah, it. I get goosebumps. Cause yeah. like, that's how I feel too. I'm like every year just keeps getting better. I know it is. <laughs> People are like, you, shut up, but I, I'm serious. But serious. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and seeing your spouse, you know, become a dad or oh, you know, a mom or whatever, um, is, it's like sexy. <laughs> oh yeah. 100%. Even when, yeah. Even when you're like wanting to like pull your hair out because kids are like really hard, then you see like your spouse just totally handling it in like a really awesome way. And you're just like, dude, I, I really scored with this one. <laughs> so that's our it. stories. Yeah. Let's see. Cool. What else do we have? Um, this one can be super quick because okay. I know both of our answers. I think we've talked about it, but can you please talk more about how much and when you took your encapsulated placenta postpartum? Was it based on your own intuition or did you use a resource? I know. So for me, um, I got mine about four days postpartum, five days postpartum, and I took it. And it was also a day that I had a lot of family come in like all at once. And it was kind of an overwhelming day, but I, the next day I felt some anxiety. And so I stopped because I wasn't sure if it was related to the pills or not, but I was in a very good headspace and then taking those. And then I felt a little bit anxious. And so I just put them in the freezer and, um, started like testing and trying again. So now I just take them like a few days a week when I remember, and I think they're helping with recovery, but at the same time, I don't feel any like stark contrast. Um, to be honest, because of the cost, I don't know if I'll do it again. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was actually the organ complex. Taking that postpartum was more, 
and so this might piss some people off, but everyone's so different. And so for me, it didn't work. I've got friends who it was like a game changer for them. So I think the most important thing you can do is just pay attention to your own reactions to it and how you feel, um, and not go bit. So to answer the second part of the question, very much on your own intuition and feelings versus like following any sort of guideline, because everyone's going to be different with that. So now I just take them on occasion and I think it's good to get that back in. I might start taking them even more when I'm trying to conceive again. Um, or, you know, when my cycle comes back or whatever, but for now, um, I don't think they, they weren't a game changer for me. Um, and yeah, what about you? Yeah, same. I mean, I know a lot of people that have had just amazing experience with it. I didn't do it the first go around and I had some like postpartum depression and anxiety stuff. So I was like super intrigued and wanted to do it the second time around. Um, and we did do it. Um, but however, I was another one that kind of fell into the camp where I, it's not that it, it didn't even really impact me. Like it impacted me negatively in the way that, um, when I would take them, First of all, my, and I don't know if this is a scientific link, but my milk supply was already good and it went crazy. Like anytime I would take the pill, it was like literally engorgement, just dripping milk everywhere. It was insane. And so I didn't necessarily, because I know a lot of people will take it for like a healthy milk supply. I didn't even necessarily need it to help my milk supply. It just kind of overproduced. And then I felt extremely anxious when I was on them. Um, and so when I would, I started taking them and, and, you know, whoever, whoever does it for you should give you general instructions about easing into, um, like dosage and like playing around with timing and dosage. And so we did all those things like to try and see if it was something that I could like tweak. Um, but regardless, no matter when I took it, I still felt worse. And so we just stopped doing it and, um, I was, I didn't need them this time around. Um, so that was my experience. I definitely echo what Laura said, really go by your personal Mm -hmm. experience and how you're feeling. And if they help you like they do so many people right on. Yeah. I might even save some of this bottle for second time to see how, instead of doing it again. Um, Yeah. I don't know if that's frowned upon or not, but I don't um, know. I do think that they, well, um, she, ours told us to keep them in the fridge. Are you keeping them in the, in the fridge? I have them in the freezer. 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 That's what I meant. Freezer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it'll stay pretty fresh in there for a while. I'm not we're sure. Knock on wood, planning on going again. Not super soon, but um, like within a couple of years. So okay. cool. we'll see. Well, I will. <laughs> um, this is an easy one too. Lauren asked, what is one thing you said you'll never do before you had kids that you totally do now? I can't think of a single thing, um, that, yeah, (laughs) I really don't. We didn't have any, like we haven't, uh, I didn't have any hard and set things like I was not going to do that we've done. Mm -hmm. Um, so what about you? Um, yeah, we probably have a few. I think the top two that come to mind was TV, um, and like that whole thing, like, before you have kids and you see kids in the grocery store that are like losing their shiz and you're mm-hmm. like thinking like the mom should just get that kid together. Like it was never like intentionally like a mean thing that I was doing, but you know, you're like younger and you think that mm-hmm. like kids should behave a certain way in public and right. they don't do what you say all the time. No. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, especially when they're like in the throes of like twos and threes. Um, and so, uh, my thing was like, I was like, I'm never going to let my kids watch TV, not until they're like past two or whatever. And you know, that just didn't happen. And it's not like we let them watch TV all the time, but it's like, it's much more frequent than I had anticipated. And now through default, because bear gets to watch some television, Mm -hmm. um, Camille gets to watch it earlier. She's not really interested in it right now anyways, but, um, she's been exposed to it earlier. And so that's definitely one thing. And then that with, as far as like the, the attitude adjustment when we're out and about, um, now I really extend so much grace or even try and say like, Mm -hmm. when I see another mom, that's like struggling in public, like it's not as freaking easy as telling your kid just to behave. Totally. So now that we've talked with Liz too, like there's a lot to letting them 
express that, those big feelings. And it Uh, is, it's, it's a fine balance between allowing them to do that, but also knowing that like socially there are like, you know, you, you don't behave like this, um, certain actions. Like I'm fine with my kid crying in public. It's like, I don't want him like knocking over boxes of cereal or like, you know, hurting somebody else. Or, you know, if he wants to rage in a cart, that's cool. We're going to keep shopping. I'll listen to him, whatever. But like, I feel like people always want you to like get your kid under control, but it's like, dude. Eh. Yeah. (laughs) Screw them. Yeah. It's whatever. (laughs) I mean, last night at the restaurant, she started crying, um, towards when we were like getting, it was at this point I was like, she wanted to be asleep mm-hmm. and she started crying. And so like, I just stepped outside. We were already yeah. on our way out. I was like, I don't need to like hold her in this restaurant and let her, it's a pretty small place. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to let her cry, but I'll just go outside. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's what it is. It's just a balance yeah. between, you know, social, like being courteous to other people who are trying to like enjoy their meal or like yeah, enjoy 100%. shopping. And then also, also trying to hear, let your little one work through Express. their, yeah, through their yeah. stuff. So that's mine. That's a good one. Yeah. I didn't really think about one. that. Do you have any more or is mine the last one? I think, oh, questions. Yeah. Um, we have one that's about, um, our paths to conception and like Ooh. how, if it was an easy path, but I kind of feel like we could save that for a whole episode. That's an episode. That's, a, yeah. that's kind of so like I'll preconception. Want- yeah. Yeah, I think this it's a it's a pretty awesome question. And she said specifically, like, sorry if this is too personal, but a few people give the full info on it. They just say like it took us four months. Um, but I'd like to know, like, she wants to know more. Like, what yeah. did you do? Was it easy? Was it hard? So I think that's that's a really good one that we'll do soon. Actually, yeah. I'm gonna add it to the calendar right now. So we can finish up with the last fun one from Cook Cooking Up Life. Yeah, she wants to know our favorite go to meal on a weeknight and favorite fun weekend meal. She loves the podcast. Thank you, Cooking Up Life. Thank you. <laughs> um, what's yours? Uh, burgers. Burgers. I know. <laughs> you burgers have like, like crispy potatoes. Yeah. So we have, uh, you guys have probably seen if you follow me on Instagram because I post all the time about my um, crispy potato bits. And we have those. And we'll just like grill up some burgers, get some lettuce, like, you know, delicious butter lettuce, put the burger on top of the butter lettuce, add tomatoes and avocado. And I like sauerkraut and then, um, some Annie's ketchup and primal kitchen mayo, and then a whole splattering of their crispy potatoes. And that's dinner, like at least four nights a week. What about weekend? Like if you're going to splurge and do something out of the we ordinary, just figured out, we've been getting butcher box and mm-hmm. we've just figured out how to like really nail pork, like really, really like a really good pork chop. I hated pork growing up because I found it to be dry and bland. Um, and we just like slather it with applesauce, but now Rusty's like knocked. I have, I do a dry brine. So like dry it off, um, early in the morning, cover it with coconut sugar and sea salt, and then let it sit in the fridge, open air um, all day. And then he grills it and I'm working on getting this on the blog because it's so simple, but like light bulb, I never knew, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we'll do that. And then again with crispy potato <laughs> bits <laughs> and, um, those are our splurge and are easy. And then we'll, I'll make some sort of like seasonal salad with whatever's, um, in season and, and we'll have that. And that's our, that's like our go-to or either the, the pork or like a really nice piece of steak of some sort. So how about you? Yeah, we've been for the most so my easy weeknight meal, like when I just do not want to do anything, I've got two options. One is breakfast for dinner. Mm-hmm. I mean, because who doesn't love breakfast for dinner? And it's super easy. Like we do sweet potatoes, some onions, like a little bit of sausage or bacon and eggs, and then we'll cook that all up and then we'll wrap it like in a tortilla. Sometimes we use like Siete brand, sometimes we use just like a good quality corn tortilla. And we make breakfast tacos because that's one meal that I know like bear, I don't have to like encourage him along through dinner. Like he will gobble it up. No problems. Um, so that's an easy weeknight meal. And then we use Costco has these like wild caught salmon burgers, um, that are like actually really, really clean. And I don't love the consistency of it, but it's one way to get like a high quality, good fatty fish in, um, with like minimal, effort. And so, and it's really cost effective too. So, um, we cook them in the oven. Sometimes we'll put like extra, like, like a glaze on top or like some spices to like make it a little bit better, but we'll do that asparagus and rice. 
so not exciting. Well, sometimes Simple. we'll do, yeah, sometimes we'll do collie rice. Sometimes we'll do like regular rice, but, um, it literally comes together in like under 20 minutes. Cause the burgers take the salmon burgers take like 20 minutes total. And so that's that. And then on the weekend, Beautiful. yeah, on the weekend, um, gosh, what do we, we like to do a roasted chicken. Yeah. Um, Julie Bauer, um, the paleo kitchen has a really good recipe. I actually have a really good recipe on, um, the blog for like a roasted citrus chicken and, um, super tender, super, I mean, it takes a little bit more effort, like preparation wise, but, um, makes a ton of meat. So that way we can like have a really I'll good wait. meal and then have the rest of it for the week. So that's oh yeah. That reminds me our instant pot. We, we will throw like frozen chicken breast in there, a little bit of ghee and some water and sea salt and then press it, turn it to poultry and then 22 minutes. And you've got like easy shredded chicken that we'll use all week. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Love the instant pot. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sweet. Well, that we was really fun. Yeah. I'm excited to do this again. I Me love too. this. Those like rapid fire. Ask us anything. You guys can probably tell we're pretty much open books, so yeah. we'll do it again. Totally. Totally. Um, and then we'll definitely, we, I know you got that preconception question and then some other ones, mm-hmm. um, about like birth, birth, birth trauma, yeah, and, birth, trauma. Yeah, birth um, stories. So if we didn't answer your question, it's because we want to spend some more time on it and it's worthy yeah, of a, get a, a full podcast. episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, it was good to see yeah. your face today. Yeah, you too. <laughs> Thanks and, for listening guys yeah, and asking absolutely. questions. We love it. Um, as always, you can find Laura and I on our respective social media platforms. I'm at jess.holdthespace on Instagram and holdthespacewellness.com. And you, my friend, Hi. are... Yeah, I'm Laura.RadicalRoots on Instagram and RadicalRoots on Facebook and then MyRadicalRoots.com on the interwebs. Yep. Don't forget to join the tribe, the Facebook group. Um, super active on there. All of our – I mean, it's like growing exponentially. So um, cool. Great questions. Great, great questions. feedback. Yeah. Totally. There's some really amazing mamas in there that have some awesome experiences to share too. So it's not just us. Um you can yeah. connect with a bunch of people that are awesome. Megan so. Garcia is in there. Mm, she, mm-hmm. she is a wealth of knowledge. So. She is. And our friend Kim, who's a doula and just like an all around. Yeah. Who we're going to have on at some point. Yeah. She's amazing too. And she has a lot of wisdom to impart. So yeah. we will see you guys next week. And um, I hope you guys are having a wonderful week yourselves what? and hold your babies Whatever close. Yeah. Yeah. Hold your babies close and oh. send love out into the world. Awesome. Thanks, guys. We'll talk soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Modern Mamas Podcast. We're here to provide a safe space for open dialogue, insights, and anecdotes about empowered pregnancy, labor, delivery, parenthood, and everything in between with zero judgment and open hearts and minds. I'm Jess, a level one CrossFit trainer, a birth fit coach, and a licensed and certified athletic trainer. I have my master's degree in kinesiology, and I'm currently studying to be a certified nutrition consultant. I'm a holistic... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the holistic blogger. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad you up because I feel like I need to clear my throat anyway. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna turn that one.